Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. And this S. Foster, and this is Viewers Anonymous, man. What's going on with you, Brody? Man, I'm just trying to survive out here with these job turkeys, man. Hey, man, I feel you. I feel you, man. And, uh, man, it's been why it's been a minute since we done this. But what's was what's very disappointing though is the fact that we had. Dude, I'm telling you, I felt like that bad boy. For life episode that we did, dude, was probably one of our best unknown works, known yeah, man. But we killed that, man. Was, man. We killed that, but we lost it, yeah, man. Skype, Skype fucked us over on that one, man. Yeah, I mean it happens, man. Look, like, it is bad. Like I say, I, I lost one on my end. Shit, episode one twenty, I lost mm-hmm. on our end. So I mean, the shit happens, man. It's part uh, of no. part of podcasting, especially not when you're not in the same room. You know, but uh, I just wanted to mention that to the people because we haven't we haven't done one in a while, and I just want to let the people know like we had one, and that shit was a killer, man. So I just wanted to mention yeah, that to the people. Good ass episode, man. Yeah, so we doing yeah, another man, class. So, so what? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I, was, I was saying the same thing you were saying. I was about to say we're doing another classic. Another classic, man, because I haven't really seen that in dude that's like worthy. Now, I did watch. Uh, really? I mean, the only things new, like I watched that new Spike Lee joint this weekend, The Five Bloods. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? I got to check that out. It, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, you know, as far as his war movies that he done, I felt like America at San Andreas was better. But you know, I mean, it was it was a it was a pretty good movie. I mean, I think the expectations was gonna be high because of black, what Black Klansman did. But yeah, I mean, but really though, I mean, what's new that came out that was like, oh man, like we gotta talk about this shit. Um, have you ever seen the hunt? The Hunt. Nah, I ain't seen that. Is that a movie or a TV movie. series? No, it's a it's a movie. It's a great movie too. It's one of them. It's one of them movies like it ain't no real plot to it. But I mean, it is, but it ain't like it ain't extravagant. It's just one of them movies like it's just a good ass movie. Like from beginning to end, it, it's gonna keep you, you know, what I'm saying tuned in. It's it's like. A little shit that happened that kind of throw you off, but then it's like you you kind of know, but you ain't really sure about it. Like I mean, it's just one of those movies like it's gonna take you on the ride, but it's worth it. It's worth every penny. That was a great fucking. I mean, I seen um all day and night was pretty good. Did you see that Netflix movie? I had my man from uh my man that played Wizard in uh in that um. Wu Tang Saga, the American Saga. My man to play Wizard. He was he's the main character in so. All Day and Night. It's on Netflix. It was it was pretty good, man. It was one of those type things where they were saying that like, you know, is it in our DNA? Because like, my man dad was like, you know, what I'm saying a straight up gangster, you know, selling drugs, doing okay. the whole nine, 
And then, like, he grew up, like, his dad got locked up, but he grew up without his dad, but he still ended up falling in, into a lot of the same shit that he did anyway. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, one of those one of those hood-type movies where, like, they was trying to... I don't think they was trying to justify that life, but they were just kind of, you know, showing you the, you know what I'm saying, the falls that come with the hood and all that type stuff. And is it in our DNA that even though... His father wasn't around, and he turned out to be just like his father anyway. So I mean, it was I mean, it was pretty yeah. good though. It was pretty good. But I mean, I haven't really seen like a lot of stuff haven't been coming out because of the pandemic though. Mm-hmm. So I That's mean, they, they holding um, a lot. They holding a lot of stuff. A lot of shit. A lot of shit actually getting pushed back for later on. I uh, was watching um, the eighty vibe last night. The one that they just put out with Trinidad James. Nice. It's, uh, um, it's one of the offshoots of 85 South Show. They got a new, uh, I wouldn't say podcast, but I would say a new web series where they talk to, I guess, like music artists or something like that. This is the first one I've seen, so I don't know for sure, but okay. I had to go back and check out um, a couple of them. But I think it's like the fourth one they did. And uh, they did the one with Trinidad James last night, but... The ad that came on before it is uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. It's a hmm. sequel to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And it got a grown-ass Keanu Reeves and the dude that played in the movie. And they uh, they redoing the Bill and Ted shit, bro. They bringing that back. Oh, okay. Nah, I haven't, I haven't you seen, seen that. Bill and Ted's Talking before uh, like, Constantine. Oh, okay. So he was young, young. What's up? Nah, no, I, I haven't seen that, and it's man. It's supposed to come out sometime soon. Oh, okay, okay. I'm about to get it a shot. Yeah, man. man. We um. Go ahead. No, I tell you what, I want to see like one movie franchise that I've been. Well, it's not a franchise because it's only been one. But I would love to see him do a Constantine two, man. Like I, I really that's one of my favorite movies is Constantine. Yeah. And I like the concept of it and what everything that they did as far as this old whole, you know what I'm saying, heaven and hell type stuff and in-betweeners and all this type of shit. Like, I've, I always felt like that movie was really kind of underrated. And I just felt like, man, if they'll do another one, bring back the three main people, bring him back, Shiloh Bluff and uh, uh, Rachel, uh, I forget what the lady last name is, like bring them back. I feel like, man. Like Rachel Weiss or something like that? Yeah, dude, I feel like with the new graphics that we got to now, man, that that shit could be really good, man. Be killer, killer. 
But man, uh, yo, quick, quick viewers anonymous fact. Quick viewers anonymous fact. You can know that that's a DC movie. Didn't know that. Yep, that is. So a he's a DC character. Yes, he is. Didn't know that. See, that's what's wrong with DC. DC don't do good enough promoting their people, dude. Like I swear, it's like it's like they only it's like they only promote fucking uh like Batman, Superman. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what's my girl name? Uh, Wonder Woman. It's like they don't really promote because it was somebody else that was uh that was DC, but they didn't really promote it like that. But I know. I know, like, Blade... Uh, still. Was it still? Did he... It's still the one with Shaq. That's a DC character, too. See, that's what I'm saying. And, like, now, I will say that maybe it was too early because I know with the Blade movies, you know, like, it was really quick. Like, you know, like, Marvel, whatever. But they mm-hmm. didn't really... They didn't promote it as Marvel, but... You know what I'm saying? Like, if you didn't know... Well, that was before... That was before they became a production house, too, though. Yeah. I think, uh, actually, the Blade movie, the Blade franchise is what actually got them into creating the Iron Man's and all that shit too. Blade, they, it's an uh, article I gotta find it. If I find it, I'll post it on Instagram. But uh, it's an article that they're talking about that Blade saved the Marvel movie franchise. Without Blade, you wouldn't have none of the Avengers, no none of that shit. The only thing I'm upset about the reboot, like, look, I love uh, Marshall. Uh, uh, Mahershala Ali, I think he's a great actor, yeah. but it's just like, dude, he's what maybe ten years younger than Wesley Snipes. It's like I felt like they could have went a little younger, or if he was gonna go with somebody that age, I would have rather them got my man, um, who who was in the last season of Luke Cage, uh, uh, that was the villain that that was whooping Luke Cage ass. Yeah, that yeah. dude. Like, if you're going to stay in that age group, I felt like he was a better match for that. But, I mean, once it come out, I'll be looking for it, though. But, you know, they, they need a name on it, too, though, man. They, I, I don't think that um, if that's going to be one of the ones, like, like Blade is a good movie. But I don't think the, the, the timing is right to just put, like, anybody in that seat. I think you need a big name for a movie like Blade. And I think that when you when that happens, like you start to get into to like the X Men universe and everything too. So once you do that, like you definitely gonna need a big name to kind of match with some of the characters that's in that you know what I'm saying franchise. You don't want to just throw anybody in there. Like it, it worked for uh, the, the one young girl that that was in this that played Storm. And the newer X Men, like in Dark Phoenix and all that, and like Apocalypse and shit. Yeah. But that's only because she was technically like the side character. But to be like the main one, you're gonna need a name for that. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I get that. Um, they got a big name for uh, for the new Storm though. Got Beyonce about to be the new Storm and uh, and Black Panther two. They saying you don't believe it? No, it's not. No, it's not. The world is petitioning for her as not to be in there, and I agree. <laughs> I, I just said big name. I didn't say I agree with it. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want to see that. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I, I think that um, you gotta get Beyonce out of the fuck up out of there. There's, there's too many other actresses 
that could fit that role or that could play that role, that would do a great job. Like, for me, I would want to see, like, uh, trying to think, like, I wouldn't mind saying, like, Tika Sumter or, uh, I don't know. I, I prefer to be a, a dark-skinned woman. See, see. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Somebody from an action background. Yeah, or just use the storm. The girl that's already playing storm anyway. Like, I mean, that would really make the most. Yeah, man, she was born. Yeah, she but it makes born. more she sense though. Storm. I mean, it's more. I mean, it's still. Well, I mean, I know they got that whole thing with Fox or whatever, but you know, Fox got bought out by Disney, so it's all under the same umbrella now. So it's just like, oh yeah, it's technically under the same house. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. I I just feel like it would make it. It just like if. If they can't find anyone, it's just like, well, why not go ahead and keep the one that y'all already got? Now, I'm not, I didn't cast her in the first one. I'm just saying, the, it's it's familiar. You know what I'm saying? They're just like, it's going to be odd seeing a new Wolverine now. Like, it's not, it's not going to look right. It's not going to feel right. Because it's like, I only. Because they kind of, they kind of kept him in that role too long. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he has been Wolverine for like 20 years, it felt like. So, that's yeah, a, yeah, I mean, because if you think about, like, yeah, I mean, shit, those, they started doing those early 2000. Yep. So he has been fucking, dude, dude that's crazy. Now, time be flying. I, mean, I didn't even you, think about it. think about it, if you think about it, anything outside of Wolverine that he's done, like, damn near, like, fell off. Yeah, only like, thing I can think of, he did that did real steel that? joint. Some people don't like being typecast, but it's like at the same time, if it's something that kills in the box office, I would be like, what the fuck? Am I? I don't give a shit. If all y'all know me is Wolverine, then I'd be Wolverine. Damn it. Like, if it's, it's yeah. if it's bringing my checks in and it's and it's something that's just like the, uh, think about how much money Vin Diesel not made for being in all those damn Fast Furious movies. Fast and, now, he's done other shit on the side. But like, he done made too much money doing basketball. Way too much. But the thing is, like, like the money's there, the demand is there. So it's just like, why not do that shit? That was was so crazy. Hey man, what the fuck is the basketball about? Dude, it, it it has lost its purpose. Like, it's not about cars anymore. It's not about cars anymore. It's not about racing anymore. Like, it's just. I never knew what it was about. I mean, to be honest, it really never had really a plot, if you think about it. It really never had a plot. All it really was was they just, you know, Brian went undercover to take down these this dude that was robbing these trucks. And then all of a sudden, it just turned into this, it's like this huge mission. Like, every single one of them got this huge mission in it. And it's like, okay, so we not we ain't racing no more? We ain't we ain't souping up we ain't souping up these cars anymore. It's like it has completely lost its purpose. One, the only one I seen them racing is Tokyo Drift. That was probably the last one because 
Well, in Fast Five, they had no, one scene. The, that's the second one. Remember? No, no. Too Fast, Too that's, Furious was the second one. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's the second one they raced in. Oh, well, yeah. Well, no, because, so because if you think in, about it. They raced in the first one, didn't they? They raced in the first one. And then in the second one, remember him and Tyrese was racing uh, people in Too Fast, Too Furious. Remember they had there was dude that was one race where they had raced the two dudes that had the muscle cars and so they had they was racing down this road and then they turned down the barrel and then like it was like a tag team type racing thing but yeah they raced they it wasn't a lot yeah 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 but like really after that like there was like one race in Fast Five and then like, that was it like after that it was just when did it, they had a uh, they had a race for uh, Vin Diesel's cousin's car? Is that the same one you're talking about? No, that he was, was in. Um, is it like Dominican Republic or some shit like that? That was that was six. That was oh, six. Okay. Five was when um when he had to, when they had to join that that Braga guy because they thought Letty was dead. So yeah. they had the race to get on Braga's, like for him to oh, yeah. hire them or whatever. Yeah, but that was it. Okay, that was it. They didn't do no more races. So it's like, dude, that that movie, that franchise just lost its way. But anyway, to get to the point that I was making, it's just like, yeah. I mean, shit. If if all you gonna see me as is dumb, fuck it, I don't care. I'm paid. Like I got, I got, yeah. I got a ten movie contract. You can't do nothing with me. That's just like, have you, you I mean, probably, yeah, you can't argue with that. Like, you probably, have you ever seen, only reason I watched it was because that was one of those times where I was like, I was so sick of the Oscars. And I was like, man, I need to watch one of these fucking movies that they say is supposed to be really good. And what, that one year that Birdman won it. So I was like, man, let me I see. Watch I was like, man, let me see what the fuck this shit is about. And like, basically, it ended up being about, he was he was being typecast like he played the Birdman or whatever, which was like the superhero, and he wanted to be known as a good actor. So he was like, "All right, well, I'm I'm gonna stop doing that role and I'm gonna start doing stage again." So with him doing stage, he still had like that Birdman personality where he kind of talked to himself, and he thought that he, you know, what I'm saying it was like one of those type things. Where he was just kind of going crazy with the Birdman character, like he kind of created like this whole fucking movie in his head. He ended up being nuts, but the whole thing of it was him being typecast, and he didn't want to be, you know, only known as the Birdman. So he wanted to go back in the stage and do theater and stuff like that, so he can be well respected, I would guess. So that's basically all that shit was about. So I mean, it wasn't good. I mean, Michael Keaton was cool in it. But I mean, it was it wasn't nothing to watch. It wasn't no damn Oscar thing. But you know, I don't give a shit about the Oscars. Hey, that's funny as hell because he ain't want to be the Birdman in that movie. He ended up being the Vulture and Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh shit! Yeah. But man, uh. Hell, I don't even think uh, we said let's it. Let's get to it, brother. What, what, what movie are we talking about, man? Man, we are doing uh, one of my 
top three movies, man. And it's so crazy because I, I was I was showing I was showing my old lady the movie and she think you're stupid as hell, but I was like, girl, you just don't get it. Man, we are doing Inception. And I think that the great thing about Inception, I, I think the cast was was really good. Uh I like I like a lot of the people that was casted in this movie. But this is one of those ones where like I just love Christopher Nolan, dude. I feel like his photography, like just the way that he shoot. I think we talked about this before about how he did Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. It just got this dark scent to it, man. And it's like I just love the way that he shoots, and I love the sounds that he have in the background. Like he always choose really good music to go along with the theme of the movie, and that was just one of those things I loved about it, man. And I just feel like. I think that it, it did get critically acclaimed. Uh, I can't remember if it won or not, but I don't think it won. Yeah, I, I, think I, I, I didn't think it, it got real high praise though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I do. I I just I just love this movie, man. And I'm really anxious because I got a question for you that goes along with the movie. But how you feel about it? When I first seen Inception, I think I seen it when it first came out. I was, you know what I'm saying, younger, of course. Um, but it was right up my alley, you know what I'm saying? Those are the type of movies I like to uh, watch. I like to watch, you know what I'm saying, thought-provoking shit. Um, and that was definitely one of the ones that was like, it made you sit down and really get into it. Because it, it wasn't one of those movies that you could just sit down and, you know what I'm saying, turn on, look at your phone. And then still know what's going on. It's one of the things like if you didn't watch this movie all the way through, you were gonna. I mean, you couldn't get up and go to the bathroom without pushing pause. Because it's just one of those movies that you need to watch no matter what. So um, you know, say it had a like you said, it had a great cast. Leo showed his ass off in this movie. Um, what's what's my guy's name? What's his right hand man name? Is, is uh, right Joseph um, Joseph Levy Gordon. Levitt Gordon? Yeah, Joseph, jo- yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That dude, man, he played the hell out of his role. Um, to me, I think that he's the centerpiece of the movie. He kind of outshined Leo in that movie a little bit to me. Um, but the, that movie kind of reminded me of, well, another movie kind of reminded me of Inception, and they also had Leo in it. It was Shutter Island, and it was... I think Shutter Island kind of made me go back and watch Inception and realize just how great of an actor that Leo is. You know what I'm saying? You you kind of, you can see how, you know what I'm saying? You can just see how in tune he was with his character. Like, if you didn't, if you didn't know it was a movie and you was just like, you know what I'm saying, watching it happen, you would really think like this dude was really that person. Like, you would think that he was, he really went into this shit before the way he was able to create them emotions and the way he was able to go through the shit that he went through. So, I mean, I, I love the movie, man. I, I think it's I think it's super dope. I wouldn't say it's in my top three. I probably put it in my top ten, but you know what I'm saying? I, I think it's a super dope movie. See, what I agree with you on is is the making you think, and like, and you can't leave it. Like, it's a long ass movie, but like, yeah. just the way it starts, like, is it's worth it's worth staying through it though. Yeah, yeah, and and you can't, like you said, you can't see it in different parts. You can't catch it from here. You have to see it all the way through. And I think another person who I think was well casted was Ellen Page. Like I think Ellen Page character was the one that 
really, she was like the only one that could get into Leo's ear about his wife popping up. Like, she was the only, like, if it wasn't for her, like, that whole thing would have been, it was halfway sabotaged anyway, but, like, she was the one who really wrong, you know what I'm saying, brought it back in, so I felt like her character was really necessary, and I think that she did a really good job in it. Um, I, I've, I've seen her in a couple of things. I think she's I think she's pretty good at what she does. But this is the question I have for you because, like, she was an X Men. Yeah, she was an X Man. She was in. I think she did good in Juno. Juno was funny as hell because she was pregnant in high school. Juno was yeah. She yeah, in Juno. yeah. She killed in Juno. I, I liked that. And um, but this is my question for you, though, because like, what's fascinating about this movie is the concept of dreams. And, you know, and it seemed like with that thing that they came up together, and I don't know if this if this is real. I mean, you know, because they said that, you know, it was developed by the military and they use it in the military. That's what they said in the film. Now, I never heard of it, but they wouldn't tell us anyway. But, like, they was able to control their dreaming, right? But we can't control our dreams. Like, our dreams are crazy. Like, the, the, the way I feel about dreams is like, I don't know if I 100% believe in reincarnation, but I think that that there is something to go along with our dreams because it's like we could be in a dream and we could be in a house that we've never been to, but we know everything about it. We can see people and talk to them and like we know who they are, but we don't know who they are. And it's like, I wonder like, the person that was before me or whatever, like, were that was that their brother or was that their ex girlfriend? You know what I'm saying? Like, like who are these people? Who is this place that I'm in? I always used to have this one dream that I was in like the studio apartment in New York, and it's like, dude, it, it used to feel so real because like I could hear like horns and taxi cabs, and I could you know look out the window, look down and see how the, I could see the the fire escape, and it's like I've never been to New York. But it's like I would have that reincarnated dream, and it's like fuck. Like I wonder, did the person like you know what I'm saying? Did they live in New York because it felt so familiar? But I'd never been there. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, to me, I used to have that same idea. I used to think that you know what I'm saying. It was part of like reincarnation, or had something to do with reincarnation. But I was reading this article um, that they did a study on dreams, and they was, you know, what I'm saying, talking about the brain, the, the brain activity while you sleep, and the the uh, the study was saying that the brain works at a, a, a more rapid pace when you're asleep, especially when you're having a dream, because technically you're not. I guess it's like, it's not, your brain ain't ready to rest yet. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's why, like, you got different levels of sleep. Like, you could be asleep, but you're not really, like, in a deep sleep. Yeah. But when you're in a deep sleep, that's when you really get in, like, the proper rest and everything like that. So that's when, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you sleep, that's when you get, like, your dreams and, you know what I'm saying, and everything else. When you're in that deep sleep, you don't usually dream. You know what I'm saying? You usually go to sleep, wake back up. Yeah. You know what I'm but when you when you having those dreams, that's just your brain still in motion and still working. At least that's what the study is saying. 
I, I'm still not really sure, but um, what, what they were saying was is that it's a collection of everything that you either saw that day, came in contact with that day, smelled that day, tasted that day, felt that day. It's just a collection of all your senses. So sometimes you'll see a face, and it's not even a real person's face. It's just a mixture of everybody's face that you kind of see that day. And that's just your brain trying to cipher through information and work through stuff. So I don't know if that's real or not, but like I said, I used to be with you on the reincarnation tip. I still kind of got that feeling like that's kind of what it is because, you know what I'm saying, like you had those dreams to where it's just way too real. You know what I'm saying? Like you can literally, like like you said, you can hear the cars outside honking. You can hear cars, you know what I'm saying, driving past. You know what I'm saying? You can hear people down the street. You can feel the wind blow. You can taste food, like even with like um, I hate to go this route, but like even with wet dreams, like sometimes when that shit feels so real, oh, yeah. you just be thinking like, yo, like was I just getting some ass in my sleep? <laughs> like, so I, I think that's that sometimes I think it's a, a I mean for real. Like, yeah, you you, know you right. Like I, I I remember I had a dream, I had a dream one time where I was literally climbing a mountain and. I could feel snow touch me. I could feel like the wind, and you know, like I could hear the wind blowing. I could feel this. I mean, like this shit was like it was real. Like I was there. But I wake up. I'm in the bed. And yeah. this, I ain't never climbed the mountain before. I ain't never, you know what I'm saying? But I have touched snow. I have heard the wind blow past my, and you know, so I have felt yeah. it hit me. So I mean, the study kind of probably got some truth to it. But at the same time, I still think, you know what I'm saying, in a, in a small, small way, that it got something to do with reincarnation. I think that, you know what I'm saying, that's just that's just our, you know what I'm saying, like our DNA going back to whoever we was, like you said before. Maybe it's just us connecting with our ancestors or whatever, but I don't know, personally. I mean, you know what I'm saying, I got a bunch of different theories on James anyway. So. But as far as connecting to this movie, um, I know that even in... You know what I'm saying? Like, even in the movie, I remember, like, they were saying that the, that she couldn't build, like, when they first went and got Ellen Page, they was telling her something like she couldn't build anything that she didn't know about or something like that. Or she had to to, to build what was familiar with her or else, like, everybody around her was going to start, like, or the dream was going to start collapsing on her or some shit like that. Well, he was saying... Never, never recreate a whole section. He was like, only take you know details from right. places because he said what's going to happen is you're not going to know when you're dreaming and when you're not because if you make it too familiar, go, yeah. yeah, if you make it too familiar, then you're going to get your dreams and your re you know reality mixed in all together because right. that's, and what, that's when you go into limbo. Yeah, yeah, and that's what he ended up doing. He ended up building entire areas and and like that's why he always have to spin that thing because he don't know if he's still dreaming or not so that was the whole thing with that and to finish that one point like i've had two i have one recurring dream that i have where i'm being chased by a fucking tiger dude i don't know what the fuck that is i don't know if that's african shit what pissed me off about it is that's a hateful country Dude, well, it, it don't be it don't be <laughs> it don't be just tigers though. It be lions too, dude. Like it be yeah. fucking crazy. And what pissed me off is like I be feeling like I'm running hard as fat, like fuck. But it's like 
I'm really moving in slow motion. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I know I'm faster than this. And then the first time I had a dream where I, like, woke up out of my sleep. Like, you know, like, you know, if you're falling down from a building and you wake up, you know, you jump up or whatever. Like, the first time I ever done that, dude, I was, I was probably, like, 13, 14 years old. I've never played baseball a day in my life. But, dude, I'm on the mound. I'm pitching. You know what I'm saying? I get my count. You know, I, 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 I throw the ball. And the dude hit a line draw straight to my fucking face. And I woke up, dude. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Like, it was so crazy because, like, it was a white light. And I jumped up in my room. Yeah, it's like you felt that shit. Yeah, dude. And, like, I woke up and it was pitch dark in the room. And I was like, oh, my God. That was the first time that shit has ever happened to me. But... Crazy as fuck. But like that's a nightmare, bro. That is a fucking nightmare, dude. That was scary as fuck, man. I was a teenager too. I was like 13, 14 years old, man. That's the first time it's ever happened to me. And I was like, what? And that's probably why I never played baseball too. And um, so my like my thing <laughs> like my thing is like like I said, the movie start like the movie starts like you don't realize it till later on in the movie. It was like, damn, well, I'm glad I didn't miss the start because it started out really probably 10 minutes to the end of the movie is where it started. And like, so, you know, but this is the only thing that confuses me about the beginning because there was a, a huge debate at the end of that movie. Was he dreaming or was he not? We'll, we'll get there when we get there. But like, what confused me was when he washed up on the shore, which that's where he always washed up at every single time he went in. What confused me was he saw that, that image of his kids and then he kind of blacked out again and then those when, when Santos dudes came up on him saw he had a gun on him took the gun from him and took it to Santos and Santos was an old man and um, so and then it cuts to you know what I'm saying Santos being young and him and Arthur you know doing a mission see that what confused me about that was that ties in well, we can't tie it in because then we'll have to talk about the end. But the whole thing with Inception to me was because there's a whole bunch of storylines within the storyline in this movie. And yep. you realize in the very beginning when he was talking to Santos and then, you know, then you realize it was like, okay, they're sleeping. They under two, three different, well, that was under two dreams at that time. It was under two dreams. And they was trying to prove to Santos. I don't know exactly what they was trying to prove to Santos. They was trying to prove that he that they could create the um, the layers. Remember, because they were saying that it could that it could never be done, and that the only way that it was uh, what was it like? What, what did they say? Like three or four dreams or some shit like that. And they was trying to fit the layers in the dream, and they were saying that. You can't do it without going in limbo, and if you go in limbo, you'll never return. And that's what they was trying to explain. Like it's been done already, but they didn't get to how it's been done already. It was basically just saying like we can do it. We know how to do it. Like it's been done already. You ain't got to worry about that. When April Small Man, he was like, "Prove it," and that's when they went into the the first mission. And like I know that they, they went in. Well, that first mission that, that he went, he wanted to steal something from him. That's when he stole that thing, and then Maul came in, right. and then that's when you know you starting to say, "Oh shit!" Like what's going on here? Because like 
when he went into his hotel room, like after they got off the train, he went to his hotel room and Arthur came. He was like, look, we got to get out of here before, you know, before they find us or whatever and see that we failed in the mission. And then he was like, mm-hmm. like, you know, what's up with Maul? And he was like, I got it under control. He was like, well, I hate to see you out of control. So then it should get you thinking like, okay, so what's going on with, you know, what's going on with this girl that, that you know, that just popped up in the thing? Because you could see that he was talking to her, like, because in, cause in the dream, he would like Arthur saw her and he was like, Look, you know, don't be long, you know. And it's like this whole thing of like, like Who the fuck is this girl? Because they really don't tell us who she is till a little later, you know, on in the movie. Yeah. So you kind of had to figure that out. But like, but like you said, like Arthur was, was, was very, very necessary. And I can see where you could say what he stole the film because a lot of the things. That he had to do. You know what that's like? Like that reminds me of every time you see a Marvel movie, right? Or a DC movie, a lot of the times the villain be better than the actual hero. And it felt like Arthur, yeah, he was the sidekick, but it felt like he was better at his job than Cobb was. When they talked to Tom Hardy's character, when he went to go meet with him, he was like, Arthur didn't have imagine enough imagination to do Inception. And but but he said he was like, You still working with Arthur? He was like, Yeah, he's one of the best at what he do. He was like, No, he is the best at what he do. And that kind of told you like how highly people thought of him. But like so Santos, so Santos, like so they failed. And they get rid of the first architect because he didn't do his job, which was kind of fucked up because all he messed up was the carpet. So that's kind of like he but fucked still, up. But still, you know what I'm saying? You, to me, I feel like one of those, one of those type of things, especially with what they're doing, because we got to remember, this ain't just dreams. This is literally like diving into people's minds. Yeah. They're manipulating their they thought patterns and they, you know what I'm saying, their memories and all this kind of shit. And you know what I'm saying? As you can see, just like you know, so they they've been telling us one one fault, one slight move, one fuck up, and you can be stuck in this shit forever. So if 
he making a change to the carpet. What if that carpet triggers something into, you know what I'm saying, the person's mind? Because remember when she was changing shit and they was doing everything, don't forget, like, how everybody with her and Leo was one-on-one. Don't forget how everybody was moving in on Yeah. And she started to get weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to remember, like, it's certain shit that's going on outside of them just building your shit. Like, so... Him making, you know, saying the red carpet instead of a blue carpet could be the fucking, uh, it could be the end of a whole thing, or it could be you going brain dead forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I get it. And plus, you know, it went along with the plot because if he would have stayed the architect, they wouldn't have been able to bring in Ellen Page. And like, so Santos, so Santos asked him, he was like, you know, I, I need you to, you know, do Inception. And and he was like, you know, what's the, you know, what's the idea? He was like, oh, it's simple. He was like, there's no simple idea. And he was like, I need, you know, Fisher's fan for Fisher to break up, you know, the, uh, the, 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 damn. He didn't want him to take full control of the company. He wanted him to break up the shares right. of the company because they was basically driving him out of business. And so, you know, they, he tells him to assemble a team. And so he's assembling his team or whatever. And the one part that stood out to me, was when when they went and found the chemist, and so the chemist took him down, and I don't know who the old dude was, but he was showing him he got these people that come through there and they sleep every day, and he was like, "All these people come here to sleep." That was, um, that's when they went to the monastery, right? Yeah, and he was like, and yeah. you know, they was like, "Who wants to you know sleep for eight hours or whatever, whatnot?" And like, and like my old man said, he was like, they, "Their dream life have became their real life." And it's like, dude, and I'm sitting there thinking about that shit. I was like, yo, that's crazy. Can you imagine if your life get to a point that's so bad that all you want to do is dream for it to be your real life because you hate your real life? Yeah. Like, dude, that is, that is a wild concept. I don't know if anybody else thought of that well, when they saw that, but I did. Well, you got to remember, too, at the same time, like, you got to remember where it was at. That's a monastery, so nine times out of ten, the people that's already in there is probably homeless people. It's probably, you know what I'm saying, people who poor, probably some people who lost everything. You know what I mean? People who already ain't had much to begin with, probably. So, I mean, like, you got to remember just the type of people that's already probably even in there. You know what I mean? Like, that was, to me, I think that was one of the best scenes of the movie because it kind of showed you, like, this is something that's being done at a, at a lower scale. This ain't even at the scale that they had to. This is just something that's being done at a lower scale that's pretty much giving you kind of a key to what they talked about in the first place. Um, they, they said something super important and like, you know what I'm saying, they, they dream lives have become their real lives. Yeah. And I think that this movie was so dope because, you know what I'm saying, everything was a double or triple on time. Everything had another meaning to it. You really paid attention to the movie. You know, so this one of those movies you got to watch two or three, maybe four times just to catch kind of everything in the movie. And even then, you still got to go back to kind of confirm some shit. But I thought that that scene was super important because of, you know, Shania Berry saying, like, yo, their dream lives have become their real life. I think that those people, not only, you know what I'm saying, they, they might have been in some slight destitution, but, but they are also, I think that they were stuck in limbo for real. And I think that that was their way of keeping them alive as long as possible without 
you know what I'm saying, uh, without letting them kind of like die out. If, I, if that's what it was. Yeah, and I also think that it was Cobb too that because a theory though. Yeah, and I also think that it was Cobb. I think that he could and, and I think that old man could see it in him. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's <laughs> like you had a certain persona, but like he seen it on him because Cobb was kind of doing the same thing with his wife. Like he yeah. would just go under to spend time with his wife. But at the same time, right. I don't fault him because of the guilt that he carried. You know what I'm saying? For what happened with his wife. Mm-hmm. And a question that I have for you is, do you think that it was wrong for him to do? I I don't think that it's wrong for doing inception on his wife, but I think it was the idea that he planted in her head was kind of yeah. was kind of wrong because so they, they go under and they get stuck down there. They're down in limbo or whatever. And so the seed that he planted in her head was that that life was fake. And we don't know that the, that they dream life was real. And the only way that they could get out is she would be obsessed with the real world being fake and that she would have to kill herself to get back. And and I think that he felt guilty because I don't know if he felt guilty because of the particular idea that he chose to plant in her head, but I understood why he didn't exception on her because it's like, look, like we got kids, like we got to get the fuck out of here, like we got to go. So I get him doing exception, but I don't know about the idea that he planted in her head was the best idea to, to use to get them out. Mm-hmm. Like... That's okay. So that's the part that confused me. Like when I had first watched it, when I had first watched it, I'm thinking that that was them in real life, right? Like I'm thinking this is their like actual life until I watched it maybe two or three more times, and then I realized that oh, they actually inside of themselves, like they dreaming that they in their dream state at this point. But I don't, I don't necessarily think that he felt guilty for putting that in her head. I think it was more so he felt guilty because he could never save her from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could never convince her or get her away from it. And, you know what I'm saying? What we end up realizing is it becomes something totally different. Like, and and this is the second... I think this is the second time. This is the second time we kind of see the whole the darkness of Inception, right? Mm-hmm. The first time is when he was showing, you know what I'm saying, Ellen Page's character, you know what I'm saying, how to be, you know what I'm saying, the architect, and he was, you know what I'm saying, showing her little shit here and there, and you start seeing everybody, you know what I'm saying, crowd her and, and stare at her and start to come at her. But then you started to see how dark it could really get when we go into, you know what I'm saying, the relationship he had with his wife, the, you know what I'm saying, them doing inception together, and then them actually, you know what I'm saying, like she killed the kids and everything like that. And if you pay attention, that's reality. So, you know what I'm saying, I, I don't, I'm trying not to give up the end. So yeah, bear with me. But I mean, I, I think that I think that it was just hard for him to kind of um, come to terms with 
not necessarily and like I said, not necessarily giving her that idea to you know to step into the dream state and, and doing the inception thing, but just the failure that he had of not being able to stay. Right? I think that's what yeah, yeah. Now, now that I think about that, that that's a great point. That's a great point. I think I think that he thought that he was smart enough to convince her. Right. Uh, that that's just what yeah. I told you there. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the real world. This is your real kids. This is our real yeah. place. Yeah. And and like he said, like what 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 she did was really smart. You know, she, you know, she went to three different psychiatrists. She was admitted to be sane. Then um, she wrote a letter to a lawyer saying that she feared for her life and she toured the hotel room and she was across the way and, you know, mm-hmm. told him to get on the ledge so she jumps off and he has no no idea but to run. This is my thing, though. My thing is, who in the hell did Santos know where this dude is facing life in jail? This dude is a criminal. He's a criminal fugitive on murder charges and he made one phone call and got him off. I need friends like that, man. Yo, but don't forget, like, dude was, dude was like, he was in some money. He was in some real live money. He was in some real live money, but he was about to be out of that money if he didn't convince Fisher to do, you know what I'm saying, to change his mind because he but said... That, but that's what I'm saying, because you remember, like, uh, when they was going to do whatever they was doing, like, they was getting a helicopter and shit. Like, it was... Dude has some money, but like, dude, but that those are some connections for your ass to you to be a fugitive. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? To be a fugitive, I you made one. Like, uh, I think what Fisher was, his dad was like a what a senator or a, a something like that. Like, like he was a. a well, I, I know he was like the CEO of like this company, and like he was gonna like leave it yeah, to his son. Was. He was like a major CEO. Yeah, and, and yeah, he was gonna leave it to his son, and like the idea that he wanted to plant in his head was they wanted him not to follow his dad, but to you know what I'm saying, but to go on to his own terms and you know basically be his own man. And but Fisher had a bad relationship with his father, I guess, because his dad was always tied up in the business and. Maybe maybe his son just didn't succeed in the company as much as he wanted him to. So like I don't and, and and the crazy part is is like how they was able to convince him because the thing about any movie you go into with a plan, it's it's not gonna be a good movie if, if shit don't get fucked up. Like it, it has to be sabotaged. Yeah. And it started out well <laughs> the first thing that started it was my man my, uh, the chemist dude had to pee, so he fucked it up. Cause soon they went in and started raining. They're like, "Who the hell gonna try to get the cab in this rain?" So it's like, "Oh, here we go." They should have told you right off the jump, this shit is not gonna go as planned. Because oh, yeah, it's about to go super bad. Yeah, it's about to go super bad. Then all of a sudden, all these militarized dudes start shooting at him, and then that's when you realize Arthur fucked up because then he jumped on Arthur. Was like, "Look, dude, we was like," he was like, "I didn't look in the fish's background." It's people, you know what I'm saying, militarized. And he was like, dude, we can't handle this type of shit. And then Santos get, sh- get shot in the fucking yep. cab. So it's like, boy, like, here we go. It's like every plan, like, it, it's great that they showed us the plan and how they wanted it to go so you can see how you have to improvise to get through the dreams mm-hmm. and all that type stuff. I mean, even even when, even when, um, when they lost the gravity, when they um, 
the second one down. No, that was actually the first one down because the chemist never went further. So the chemist had to drive it off that thing, and then they lost the uh, the gravity. So Arthur had to improvise and you know tie all the people together and put them in the damn uh, elevator. And then he had the time, and, th- and that just shows you how great he was because he had to think of that for number one, then put him in this elevator, then he had to blow the C4 at the exact right time so they could even feel the kick. That shit was awesome, dude. Like, like I, like I was just sitting back watching it, and I was like, I would have never came up with no shit like that. And even if I did, I, I would have fucked the whole timing up I would have blew it too late, uh-huh. and then we would have missed the whole kick, and then we all in fucking limbo. But that's why I'm saying, man, like, he really is. To me, I feel like he's the centerpiece in that movie. Like, even though it's a story about Leo's character, you, you kind of got to really show love and really pay attention to Joseph Gordon Levitt's character. Yeah, he like, like he, he killed it, dude. He killed it. And then, like, and then you find out. And then once you think that it can't get no worse... When it, in, in the first one down is when Tom Hardy goes, oh, well, I just put him out of his misery. And then Leo was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And he was like, man, he won't wake up. Now, well, where will he go? He's like, well, he's going to go in limbo. And then they're like, and then everybody looking around like, oh, shit. And they, then they turned it on the chemist. And they was like, what, man? Like, you knew the risk. Like, why would you do it? He was like, he gave me all the shit. So he's like, yeah. So then it's like, oh, shit. And then I'm thinking like the first, because I'm like you, like the first time, I was like, okay, it, it was too much to take in. I need to see it again. A lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It was, like, it was way too much to take So I was like, I need to see it again. And the more and more I watched it, you know, and I, and I was getting it. And I was like, damn, the chemist dude, like, if you think about it, it's kind of fucked up, dude. You kind of sold the whole team out for some money. You kind of did. But you're not thinking like, shit, uh-huh. what if you would have got fucked up and you would have been stuck in limbo as well? So. Yeah. So then, like, but then, like they said, the 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 deeper the levels that they went in, Santos would be better for like the first like fifteen twenty minutes, but then his health yep. would start to begin to you know disintegrate. Like, dude, it was just so much shit that was just tied into this movie, man. Where it's like, if 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 you're not, I'm not gonna say that people who don't get it are stupid, but it's like you gotta have some kind of intelligence to even get it because like if you if you just yeah. if you just turn it on just to like it it's not going to it's not going to register in your head but like all the stuff that was tied in I don't know who wrote this script but I got to give them some props because I felt like they did a phenomenal job on that 100% man that's what I'm saying like to me those are the type of movies that you know some thought provoking movies man they they keep you in tune because it's like you get to watch them, and now it's like you got to you got to finish the movie. You got to find out what the hell is going on. You got to find out if they succeed at the end. Like you really got to find out if they really get to the point that they get to. And that's why I was saying, like when I when I first seen Shutter Island, that's the first thing that came to my mind was Inception. But not only just because of Leo, but just because of the way that the way that that movie was put together in the in the the you know what I'm saying, the hardships that he had to go through, the confusion inside the plot of the movie, like, you know what I'm saying, they got you thinking it's one thing, when really it's a whole other thing, like, they ain't even revealed this side yet, but they ain't even got the chip away at this side yet, we still over here, but to me, that's what Inception was, like, Inception was that same thing, 
Like, it, it had me thinking over here. But over here the whole time, it's something totally different. And this is obviously what you still don't know about yet. And then somewhere up here, it's a whole different, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a whole different box of shit that you have to open up and be like, oh, shit, I didn't even realize that. So, I mean, like, it's just one of them movies, man, that just... It, it, it keep you, it got that, it keep that grasp on you, or, or it get that comfortable grip on you, and it just keep you in tune, man. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel you, man, because I feel the same way, because it was just like, even with the situation with, like I mentioned earlier, like, what was her name? Ari- Ariagnes, I think that's what Ella Page's name was. Like the the way like what she did and like I say it was very pivotal because like what she ended up doing was they missed a kick from the second one. Yeah. So she was like, okay, well what we can do is no 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 that was when they was in that was in the third level and Fisher died. That's yeah. because because Cobb had a chance to shoot Maul and she was trying to tell him like, look, she's not real. It's a projection, you know, and then. Like always, cop fucks up again. He actually, he was the one who really fucked up a lot of the shit, to be honest with you. Like, when it came to the levels, like, he got the one level right when he was able to turn Fisher into believing that he was head of his security in his dream. That was, like, the only part he got right. Other than that, cop fucked up. Because even in the first, in the first time they went down, that train came through with no fucking tracks. Like, Leo fucked that shit up. So then he let Maul shoot Fisher. So then they have to go down and they have to give Fisher his own kick. So it was her idea for them to go back so they could give him a shot. And that's what I'm saying. Just like shit like that. It's like they had to go a fourth level down to be able to bring Fisher back alive in the third level. And it was just like, man, this shit is crazy. Like, and like the first, like the first two times, I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. And it's like, I don't get it. And then, like, the more I watched it, yeah. I watched it for the third and fourth time. I was like, oh, see, I was like, I get that shit now. Like, you got to put the pieces together. And I think that, yeah. I think that with movies, you should be what you want. You would want to be. There's sometimes where you just want to be entertained. There's sometimes where you just want to laugh. There's sometimes where you just want to be scared. But me more often, I want to be able to think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like this movie, it was able to get you to think about some shit of like, like, damn, like, how did somebody even come up with that? How did that concept come about? And it was just, it was just so smart. But then, like, even with that, even when they went back, she had to tell Cobb, like, look, you have to fix this shit with Maul. Because she is going to keep sabotaging your life if you don't let this shit go. So that's why I thought I thought she was very important. And then another thing we haven't even mentioned yet, dude. This movie got tons of action in it. Oh, hell yeah. Like, sneaky action. Well, I mean, I wouldn't even say sneaky action. Like, it start off with action. It start off with, you know what I'm saying, uh, gunshots, windows breaking, uh, a little double, a couple double oh seven moves. Um, some cascading down windows. Uh, a tidal wave coming through. Yeah, this, this movie was, <laughs> and a couple explosions. Yeah, this movie was definitely action packed. Yeah, yeah, and it was surprising. And, and I think that. Let me see if I get the years right. I think I think Tom Hardy did 
Bane after Inception. Way after. Yeah, yeah, it was, Way yeah, after. It was after. It was after. But um, uh, but I I think that I, I guarantee you like that shit got him. You ever seen that movie Warrior when he played that uh, MMA guy? No. Yeah, he played he played a uh, a uh, M- uh, MMA guy uh, and uh, Kristen Bell was his brother in that. Cause I didn't know who Tom Hardy uh, was, and then like all of a sudden, like after Inception, dude, uh-huh. he did Warrior. He did uh uh. Oh, what's that movie? movie? Lawless. Lawless. Yeah, that was Lawless. He did uh, 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 the the Legend when he played them twins, where he was him playing two different people. That was a great movie. Yeah. That was a great movie. Yeah, he ended up blowing up after Inception, but he did a really good job in that. So, like, so basically what we've been holding off was, like, the end. So, they was able to convince Fisher that the inception, this is what your father wanted you to do, this is what he wants you to see, nah, 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 all this type of stuff. So Santos makes the phone call or whatever. And my thing, so when he he had to go, he had to go get Santos and pull him out of limbo. So like I said, the first three minutes of the movie is like up until like until it's like 10 more minutes of the movie left. So he goes in there and he's eating that oatmeal because it stopped when he was eating the oatmeal and then it cut to their current time. So then he's eating the oatmeal and like, so then they start, because they said the phrase like two times during the movie if he was paying attention. Well, he said, well, you don't want to, uh, well, how was it? It was like, you don't want to die as an old man full with regret. Um. Ah, oh, how did he say it? Is that the one where he, where, uh, where they were sitting at the table? Yeah, because he said it. He said it two other times. He said it. Um, he said it on the. On, he was on helicopter when he asked him, "Do you yeah. want to go home?" He was like, "Oh, and die alone." He said, "Do you want to live to an old man and die of regret and die alone?" Like he said that shit like three yeah. times during the movie. And so, when he was sitting at Santos at the table, and he said that phrase, and both of them like finished, like finished each other's sentence, and that's what brought Santos back. And that whole concept is crazy though, because it happened to Santos. And okay, this is something else that confused me. When he was talking to Maul, and she said, "You said that we were gonna grow old together." And he said we already did. And then it showed them old holding hands. The thing is, what confuses me is when they was on the train tracks to kill themselves to bring them back, they wasn't old. So I think that he just planted the seed in her head in the dream that they grew old together. Exactly. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. At that point, that's one of them things that, like, that's what I was talking to, I mean, talking about earlier. Like, that's one of them things where you, you know what I'm saying? You can mess with memories. You can, you know what I'm saying, uh, recreate moments. You know what I'm saying? You can change all kind of shit when you're in that, you know what I'm saying, when you're in that dream state because it's technically going back and messing with the mind. Like, I think that um, the best thing about this movie is we we totally forgot that they going into people's brain. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It ain't just, you know what I'm saying, the 
again, they keep saying dreams, so that's throwing a lot of people off, but this is really going into people's heads and really manipulating certain shit. It's really creating certain shit. Like, they, I don't even think that they even got into the aspect of what happens when these people wake up. You know what I'm saying? Like, now they have been memories of these dreams, like, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't remember your whole dream. So you still got little, you know what I'm saying, snippets of it in your head. Like, man, I was, I remember one day I was driving down L.A., I mean, driving down the street in New York, and then, you know what I'm saying, these guys tried to kidnap me, and my team just started shooting, and that shit never happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they, they really created certain moments to his head, so when he had said that, that kind of, you know what I'm saying, brought me back into reality, uh, pun intended, but it kind of brought me back into reality to where I'm thinking, like, yo, like, they really are, like, inside the tent creating shit. Like, they really are messing around with people's minds. Yeah. And like what and what's confusing with me is so he was able you know, he was able to bring Santos back by just them finishing each other's sentences. So they wake up on the plane. And so Cobb is the last one to wake up, him and Santos. So, you know, he looks at Santos, he makes the call, calls, you know what I'm saying? He go through customs and they get to go home. And this is what confuses me. At the beginning of the movie, he see his kids on the uh, sand on the beach. Okay, so then he sees them when he goes in by himself. He sees his kids in the uh, in his backyard or whatever. Then he sees his kids in the second level when he was taking Fisher to the bathroom, and his kids always got the same thing on. Okay, they always got the same thing on. So then when he gets off the plane, he goes to his house at the end of the movie and he wanted to make sure. He was like, let me spend this thing. Let me, let me make sure this is real. Let me make sure I'm still not in the dream. Now, he sees his kids and they actually turn around this time and he just runs to them and he don't watch the thing fall. Now, it starts to twicker a little bit. It don't fall, but it kind of tw- it, it kind of leaves it open. I've always had in my mind that 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 was real, that he actually made it home. But what always give me caution, it ain't the fact that the thing never failed. What gives me caution is that his kids have the same fucking outfit on every fucking time. They in the same position every time. The girl's always on the left. The boy's always on the right. It's always the same thing. And I'm like, shit, man. I don't think he made it home. So it's like... I do, and I'm going to tell you why. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you No, why. I mean, I think he did. That's what gives me caution. That's the only thing that gives me caution that the kids was always in the same spot. Because I think that that thing ended up falling and he did make it home. But that's the only thing that gives me caution is the kids never were always being in the same position with the same clothes on. Right. All right. So it's two things. In the movie, we never see that little top. We never see that wave. It's always constantly spinning, right? And then the second thing is, to me, I felt like he he imagined seeing his kids. That was that was like a, a metaphor for him finally seeing them. Every time you would see them, the way that they were like that. 
that was just a metaphor of him finally coming home, finally getting a chance to come see them. So when you finally see that scene, it just had you go back to certain points in the movie. That's what I think that was like. He was envisioning, you know what I'm saying, the day that he got to see his kids, or like that was always in the back of his mind. So when shit happened, that will pop up, like, you know what I'm saying, just the same way his wife was. His wife will always pop up at certain points. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was always in the back of his mind. So I think that him going to see his kids was always in the back of his mind. And I think that in the movie, like, they specifically had them wear those same outfits and then be in the same position. Because when you finally see him go get his kids, then it's like, oh, that's what this shit been about the whole time. Like, that's why they always... You know what I'm saying? Popping up like he just been envisioning going to, you know what I'm saying, finally getting the chance to get back to his family. See, I thought it was that that was the last thing that he saw. Because you remember when he was talking to his lawyer and he was like, cop, it's now or never. And he said the, the one thing that he regretted was he never waited. Like he somebody called his kids and he seen them playing out in the yard and then they run off and he said, I never got to see their faces. So that's what I thought that was. Like it was a memory that he regretted because remember the whole his whole thing of the elevator is they're all memories of shit that he wished that he could have done differently because remember that's what he told Ellen Page he was like all this stuff is memories this is stuff that I wish I could have done different and what he regretted was he regretted that he didn't get this he didn't tell his kids bye and he never seen them turn around so that's what gave me caution was because like that was a memory that stayed in his head was them not being able to see their faces when they turn around. So that's the only thing to give me caution. I like to believe that he got home because one of those things with Cobb was you became, you became like a, a fan of his. Like you started rooting for him. Like you was like, but damn, like I want him to be able to make it home because you know, he's being, you started to see that he wasn't that bad. Yeah. And it's like, man, this dude got, framed by his dead wife that she killed him and now he's a fugitive you know when he didn't even do anything wrong so that's why I started the root for the dude and I guess I was kind of hoping that he did make it home simply because of that fact yeah I I still like I said man I I think it was just the symbolism you know what I'm saying like because we I think that in, in that movie, it wasn't necessarily like any sense of time. It was always just everything is out and everything is, you know what I'm saying, around. Like, it wasn't like there was a past, present, and the future. I mean, like, you got your memories and shit, but they was creating new memories, so it wasn't like those was actually valid memories. It, ain't, it wasn't no, you couldn't tell the difference between the real and the fake. So, you know what I'm saying, like, when I would see his kids, I would always think too, like, why the fuck every time he's doing something, his kids popping up? Yeah. But, I mean, it made sense because after you find out, you know, you see his kids up every and he just want to get back to him. Even the, even the phone call that he had with, I think, who was like the grandmother or something like that? Well, he was talking to his kids, but it was at his grandma's house. Well, yeah, his, so well, they grandma talking. house. They grandma house. Yeah. Yeah. He was talking to the grandma. And then, like, that's when you kind of realize, like, oh, shit, like, this dude really misses his fucking kids. Oh, no, like, remember the grandma? You know what I'm saying? Remember the grandma wouldn't talk to him, remember? She didn't want shit to do with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She didn't want shit to do with him. Yeah. So and- that's what I'm saying. Like, he was, 
you could tell he was really trying to do something to really give back to his family. So that's why, I mean, like I said, when you see it at the end and you see that scene where, you know what I'm saying, like he's running up to them to finally get a chance to turn them around and hug them, you realize, like, oh, that's what that shit is. Like, every time he sees kids, he's thinking about getting to them. He, that, like, I think really that's what kind of helped him keep going in a lot of them dreams. I think that's what kind of got him even out of the limbo shit. Like, just he, he got to get back to his family. Yeah, because that's what he ended up doing because he had to convince her that, like, look, those kids are projections. Those are projections of our kids. Like, mm-hmm. we need to get back to our real kids. It was like a, she lost sight of reality when it was in limbo. Right. But he never did. So I get right. it. And, and like I say, you, you started rooting for the dude. So, like, I've always looked at it like, because I remember that debate, like, a decade ago. People was like, oh, man, the thing kept spinning and never stopped spinning. So that means he was dreaming the whole time and he didn't make it home. And I was like, you know, I was always more of, well, I, I feel like he did, but also I was kind of hoping he did because I started rooting for him. So it was kind of like one of those personal interest type things for me where it was like, well, I just kind of wanted his character to get there because like I didn't like how the dude got framed. I see why she did it. And, you know, but like still it was like I was rooting for him to get home. So that was my whole thing, man. So, so are we, right, are we getting to the fire flames? Of course, of course. Man, you going first this time, man. You going first. Okay, I feel like I always go first. <laughs> so, man. Um, okay, so, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, uh, great movie. Um, thought-provoking. It, it, it kept me in my seat because this, this is my type of movie. Anything that's going to make me sit down and, and, you know what I'm saying, have to put some thought towards it, trying to, you know what I'm saying, solve it or anything like that. Um, I enjoyed the, you know what I'm saying, I enjoyed the confusion, I enjoyed the plot twist, um, I enjoyed the characters, I enjoyed the actors and the actresses, I enjoyed, um, you know what I'm saying, the action, I enjoyed the drama, I enjoyed all of it, man. I mean, it's just, it's to me, it's one of those things where, like, they put that shit together and it, and it came out as, one of those perfect cakes. Um, so for me, man, I'm gonna give it five fire flames, bro. Ah, you went five. That's the first five. That's the first five because you did because you did four. I think you did. Ones. I think you did four and a half on juice. Yep, four and a half. Did four and a half. Um, but I mean, it's just one of the ones you got. You just like to me. I didn't see any bad parts of that movie. There's nothing about that movie that was bad. I got you. I got you. Like for me, like. I agree with you on the cast and like when you like Christopher Nolan, because if you really look at the movies that he's done, like he's used Tom Hardy multiple times. My man that played Fisher. He was in Dark Knight Rises. Remember, he was a judge guy. Maul, she was uh she was Batman's girlfriend in the Dark Knight uh, Rises. So like he uses a lot of the same characters. So Gordon Levin was in Batman. Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to be the next Robin, which I'm still disappointed about that because they never came out with the, with him becoming Robin because because exactly. we found out he was Robin because when he went to uh get the uh we call it thing the wheel and it was like well they probably used my first name and she was like Robin you should go by that and then he showed him the the thing to the cave and then he got lifted up and. And like they never, they never revisited that. So at some point, man, we got we got to get a Robin out of that. But um, like you said, the, the the cast was great. I feel like the making you think, like all of that type stuff, is is right down my alley. I know this is my second one, 
But I'm I'm gonna give it a five myself because hey, it, it it is man, and I I don't know what it lost against that year, but like I said, it don't really matter because I feel like they really never get that shit right at the Oscars. Like the only all of, all of the movies that win the Oscar for best picture usually are the shitty movies nobody watched. Well, I tell you one that was good though. The one that was good was Spotlight. That shit was good. I don't think I've ever seen it. I got Spotlight. It Spotlight is about uh, it's about the Boston Globe back in like the eighties, I believe. It was in the eighties or early nineties, mm-hmm. and that's when they was doing the story about the Catholic priest. And um, so they put together. Oh yeah, that's the one where they was um, where they was where they was talking about the pedophilia and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, and they did this whole story in the Boston Globe, and okay. they ended up like this like. Bringing out all of these cases because all these people started hey, coming out. Wait a minute, Do, does that have? Um, it, they got Mark Ruffalo in Keaton. it. Uh, Michael Keaton. Chantel, Chantel, Eastwood, or something like that. The dude that was in um, the the black dude that was in Doctor Strange. No, 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 no. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Actually, I don't think it was one black character in that movie. But um, okay, well, it was yeah, Boston though. Yeah, we well, it's another movie that's like that that he in that's dealing no. with the same thing. That's what I was saying. Oh, okay, okay. See, I was thinking about another one, but um, but yeah, like that was like the only one, and I think what wait a minute, Dark Knight won. No, no, Dark Knight didn't win. No, uh, uh, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger won just for uh playing the Joker, but the movie didn't win. But yeah, most most best pictures. They usually are usually a trash, but that's what though. But like, but Spotlight is also one of the movies. Like, I mean, it's not necessarily that you got to think. It's just the information and the way it was put. To, it was just well put together, and like, it had really good actors. Like I said, it had Michael Keaton in it. Mark Ruffalo was in it. Um, uh, Rachel McAdams, she was in it. So like, it had it had a, it had a lot of a lot of good people, and it had my man to play Ray Donovan, um, Lee Schreiber. He was in it too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was that was a good one, man. Yeah. I, you should you should I'm check, that, check out. that out, man. You should check that out. I'm gonna check that out, man. Yeah, man. So um, I think I think we put a next episode, man. We gotta we gotta find a series to watch. Man. We gotta we gotta you know what I'm saying come together and get on a Netflix series, a bingeable series to you know what I'm saying watch and talk about, man. Unfortunately, Snowfall ain't coming out no time soon. I know, you know, man. They kind of killed our dreams. Yeah, this will be the fourth season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the fourth season. I'm looking forward to that fourth season because uh, I want to know, you know what I'm saying, why my man Franklin had to get shot by the crackhead, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We need answers, goddammit. I mean, I know that's his ex-girlfriend, and you know what I'm saying, you know, she probably mad, you know what I'm saying, he didn't kill her daddy, but you know what I'm saying, her daddy wouldn't let up. He told the nigga, hey man, leave us alone. We just out there trying to get this paper, man. You know what I'm saying? That, if anything, I think that, you know what I'm saying, her daddy could have really helped out Franklin and them. You know what I'm saying? That nigga could have been the plug. You know what I'm saying? Her, his daughter wouldn't have been on crack. Um, you know what I'm saying? She'd have been in school. You know what I'm saying? She'd have been straight. She'd have been out there handling business and doing everything, being successful. She probably would have been married to Franklin. You know what I'm saying? And this nigga Franklin could have helped put this nigga on. 
and get him the right thing. He could have been security. No, he wanted to be a bitch ass cop. <laughs> Snitch on this nigga. He did. Man. Yeah, well, well, you know, man, he was, he was, he was, he was still stuck in Get Out, man. He was, uh, he was, he was, he still, he still with the grandpa from Get Out, man. That's what it was. He still with the. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it took you that long to get it. Yes, sir. But yeah, we'll have to we'll have to figure that out, man. What what we gonna do? Cause that is disappointing, yeah. man. Uh, Cause I w- I was really looking for. I seen something where they was supposedly supposed to be getting back together to like. They, I think they said that the script was done, but they just kind of got to get through like yeah, the reading. They, it was the shooting because of the fucking COVID shit, man. Yeah, yeah. So that that shit pushed it back. So so hopefully that shit will be coming out sometime, probably two thousand twenty one, more than likely. Hopefully it'll be at the beginning of it. I think that was the, it was scheduled to be in the fall, but so we still might we still might have time. Keep your fingers crossed. We man. still might have time, man. I, I doubt it, man. I doubt it because like now, man, we seeing <laughs> dude. Like I just seen I just seen a report today. Uh, they said that uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and a, a few other Cowboys. Yeah, he, they he got, tested positive. Yeah, they say he tested positive, and a few other them dudes, man. I seen. It was one or two cases at Florida. I know this is sports, if but... Hanks, if Tom Hanks can survive it, so can Ezekiel. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That nigga's a tremendous shape. Yeah, yeah, he is, but, but Tom Hanks is phenomenal, though, so... That dude... Yeah, man, that's true. That nigga survived his uh, lifetime on the island. So By himself, Wilson. Zeke ain't never did that shit. Nah. In fact, Zeke ain't never did that shit, so I respect that. Cool, cool, but we're we're game planet, man. We'll get it together. We gotta we gotta figure out something new to, to put on here because like the movies, man. They 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 slowing up, dude. They slowing up. Yeah, like, everything I got pushed back. The, it's the perfect time to go back and, and look at some movies, man, and, and find some shit to you know what I'm saying to really think about. And if if you weren't mind, I think we should do Shutter Island. Shutter Island was, uh, speaking dude, of Leo, dude. that's a great, great movie to go back and do it. Dude, Shutter Island was good. Like, the, the twist at the end threw me off. Now that you say it, I won't say what it is. But, like, I did not I did not see that coming at all, dude. No, like, the, the, from, I mean, like, from beginning to the end. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have no fucking idea what the fuck is really going on. But then... Because, like, when you find out and then you go back and watch, you can kind of see like the weird shit that's happening that you can kind of be like, oh, okay, I get it now. But even like if you if, if it's your first time watching it, you won't catch that shit. Dude, I need people to put more respect on Mark Ruffalo name, man. I'm I, telling you, dude, his track list, his track list, like I forgot, I forgot he was in that movie. Yes, yes, dude, that dude, that dude resume. It's solid, man. It is solid. Ben Kingsley, too. I forgot if Ben Kingsley in that movie. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Yes, yes. He was in Iron Man. That's right. I forgot about that. He played the 
Shout out to them too, man. So uh, yeah, man, we should do. I think we should do Shepherd Island next, man. Cool, cool, man. We're game plan to set the date for it. I have to watch it again. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in a while. I remember it a little I'm a, bit. But. I'm going to watch it again just because that just,